0: What's going on, everybody. Happy Sunday. Happy uh, Halloween Eve um, for for those of you that celebrate Halloween. Um hope everyone's had a good weekend so far. Uh, for those that may be tuning in into Sunday service for the first time, you know, welcome. Uh, my name is Cody Barton. Uh, myself and my business partner Pace Morby have been doing this now for shoot, I mean, over three years. Uh, that that we've been you know running Sunday service and uh, it's came a long way. So excited excited to be with all of you tonight. Um, you know at right before we head into the final last two months of the year. Uh, I don't know about everyone listening, but man, this year has flown by. I mean, i uh, I was talking to some friends about this, and it's like. Uh, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but it's like, we, we've been, we have, we've had this last couple years of, um, this COVID era where like, we are kind of like, you couldn't, you couldn't go out of your house at all. And then you could kind of go out of your house and you can go to certain places, but then you can't go to certain States or countries because of requirements. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy that, you know, now we're, we're kind of at the tail end of all that. And, um, you know, it's uh, this year's really flown by. You know, just kind of reflecting back, but uh, you know, excited, excited to talk tonight uh, specifically on this on this topic. And I'm curious. You know, I see a lot of people, you know, commenting uh, in regards to you know where where they're from. Um, I'm curious. You know, anybody um, has anybody here been listening to Sunday service for over a year? Type in one year plus. And, or if you're somebody that you're just listening, this is the first time you're listening to Sunday service type uh, first time. I'm just curious on seeing, you know, some of the people that have been listening for a while. Myron, over a year. Haven't you gotten sick of me and Pace talking at this point? Ryan says six months. Alex says a year. Lori, first time. Welcome, welcome. Oh, man. That's exciting. Well, Happy Happy to have all of you first timers on here. Uh, tonight, we're gonna be talking about Joel says november twenty third makes it a year. Wow, that's awesome. amazing, amazing. well, welcome everybody. Uh, i'm 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 really excited to talk on this topic, you know, around what to do if you feel stuck in your real estate business? What do you do if you feel stuck in your real estate business? And I think the best way to answer this is I'm, you know, answering this myself on, you know, what is it that you do when you when you're stuck in general, right? Like, what are some of the first things that come to mind to me when you when I'm feeling stuck with something? And then what are the actions that I'm going to take? to work on getting unstuck because obviously being stuck is a state of being. And the goal is to get to that unstuck point, right? So what I want to talk about is really like, what is the workflow that comes to my mind? You know, when Pace and I have conversations on, you know, daily, weekly, monthly basis, when we're talking about things that, you know, we may feel stuck in, um, you know, we, we tend to go to some certain, Tactics to identify ways to get unstuck. Um, And so I'm going to share a few of those with you guys tonight. And if you implement them, you know, not just in your real estate business, because being stuck um, typically can show up in all areas of life. And a lot of the same actions that you can take to get unstuck will help in any of those other areas. Like if you're feeling stuck with your finances, you're feeling stuck with your real estate business, you're feeling stuck with your health, like whatever area that you might be feeling stuck with, there's really some some key things that you can do to uh, start working through that. And, and a lot of it... Um, You know, I for those that may be watching live versus listening live, you know, I have I have my uh my planner sitting in in front of me here. Um, because part of what I do on a daily and uh weekly basis um is, is I take some time to to have a think time because I think one of the things that uh I think one of the things that we all tend to do, you know, if you're listening to this and you could relate to this where you're doing a bunch of stuff every day, like you're working, like you're trying to maybe exercise, you're trying to hang out with your family, you're trying to, you know, get your real estate business going and you're doing all of these things in your life. And you feel like you're living kind of in a state of chaos. Like there's just so much noise going around you all the time, and you're just trying to run and gun and get the thing done. You wake up feeling stressed, and you have chaos in your life because you're just running and gunning and running and gunning. Like I don't know if anyone else, you know, can can relate to that. Uh, but that is something that I find when I fall off track. From the things that I'm going to share with you guys tonight, when I fall off track from doing these things is when I start to feel like I get stuck and I start to feel chaotic and I start to feel, um, you know, Vanessa said it on here, like a hamster wheel. Like a hamster wheel. That's that's so that's so true. A lot of people, Sandra saying hamster wheel syndrome, you know, Lynn says, I relate. Jeff says every day. So here, here, Sherry says feeling it. I mean, anyone else feeling it? You know, let me know in the comments, you know, if you're feeling that like chaoticness, right? Michael says it gets crazy at times. And so I'm going to share this, this framework with you guys, um, because this is something that I've found to be really impactful, Um, and, and part of this comes from like that saying of, you know, if you're going to cut down a tree, you know, spend the first couple hours sharpening the ax and then cut down the tree versus just like go and start hacking at the tree. Like that's, that's essentially what I'm going to be talking to you guys about here because, um, where that chaoticness and the, uh, you know, frazzled thoughts and those, those things come obviously like in day to day, we have things that are out of our control that happen, but there's things that we can do to set ourselves up. And so, um, if, if you're taking notes, um, you know, I had, I had a mentor when I was 17, um, that, that told me, he's like, you know, Cody, He's like, leaders take notes, leaders are readers and leaders take notes and they, you know, they take those notes so they can implement them later. So um, definitely recommend it on on this one tonight. So I do something, um, I call it a smart day and a smart week. And I'll break down the framework of this because a lot of times there's not necessarily like tactical things that you need to do like strategically different like you might be doing certain action items for your business and you're just not achieving the result that you're wanting to get and it's not that maybe the tactic is wrong but the way that you're setting yourself up to implement the tactic may be incorrect so um, let me explain what I mean by this so um, when when I'm talking about smart day smart week essentially this is what it is So what I, what my smart day consists of is taking time. And this is either in the morning or the evening. Like, so, you know, if you're more of a night owl, that's great. If you more like to organize your, your day and your thoughts in the morning, this is, you know, that may be for you, but my smart day is where, and I'm, I'm doing this after, after Sunday service tonight in my notebook here. So at the, and for me, I do it, um, I do my smart week at the end of the week on, you know, Sunday nights, but the smart day essentially is when I get up in the morning. So I'm, I'll do this like shorter variation in the morning time when I first get up. And so what, what this consists of is I get, you know, as I'm getting up and I'm getting my notebook out, I start to just, reflect and have some, there are certain questions that I'm going to be asking myself. And so I'm going to go through a few of those questions and you can take some of those questions, implement them. Great. You know, whichever ones resonate, take them and use them, which ones don't throw them out. That's fine. Um, but I'll take between 15 to max 20 minutes in the morning. And the first thing that I'll do is I'll map out what my day is looking like. So I'll write out what appointments do I have that day? You know, when am I going to the gym? Um, you know, what, what's my plan for, for my food for the day? Uh, where, uh, what appointments do I need to be at physically for the day? Uh, What personal commitments do I potentially have for that day? And then I'll also write out um, all of my calls that I have, like the Zoom calls with the team, um, things that I maybe need to review. Maybe it's contracts to review or it's comps that I need to review. So I'll write out everything that like kind of I'll brain dump everything that needs to get done during that during the day. And so once I've kind of outlined that and I know, okay, this is what I need to get accomplished for the day, I've kind of brain dumped that out, which again, the goal of this is to get out of that chaotic feeling in our head and to get out of that, um, you know, feelingness of being stuck and start getting into like, how do we work towards getting to, uh, how do we get unstuck, right? So once I've brain dumped everything out that I need to get done for the day, now is where the real work happens is doing the think time, which is within this 15 to 20 minute segments of time, I'm going to start asking myself questions, questions that are going to provoke answers to things that I'm trying to work through. Because I, I've i had some really great mentors in my life. And the, uh, the stronger questions that you ask, the better answers that you're going to get. And so, part of that is asking myself questions. So here, here's just like a quick framework that you can go through yourself. So if you look at, and I'm going to give you guys some examples of some questions that you can be asking yourself on a, on a day to day uh, basis. But one of the first questions that you can ask yourself is this, and let's frame it towards your business. For example, let's just take that one because we're talking business. This is Sunday service. We talk real estate and business. And so Um, asking yourself this question, uh, and, and if you have something to write with, like you can go through this, you know, with me as we're going through it or write it and do it later on a scale of one to 10, how would I rate the success of my real estate business today on a scale of one to 10, what would I rate? this uh, the success, the level of success of my real estate business today. So with asking that, obviously we need to get to an answer. So let's look at what that answer is. And so, you know, if you're doing this with me and you're thinking of, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a total freaking disaster. I'm a one uh, oh, upwards of 10. Like, I feel like I'm rocking on, you know, I'm firing on all cylinders. Things are going well. I'm getting deals. I'm achieving and working towards and progressing towards my goals and and things are, are going in the direction that I need it to be. And, and I'm seeing that. There's some people posting like one, you know there's some zeros on here you know that that's okay that's that's all right, guys um I'll give you raquel says three um I'll tell you guys this I've never rated minor paces businesses that we have together attend. So just for, uh, to make anyone, you know, feel like, you know, that thinks that we have everything perfectly together. Like we're still trying to get better every day. And there's a lot of improvements that we need to make in our business to be where we want it to be. So it looks like we have a good amount of people sharing on that. Um, so, so let's look at this. So we we talked about, Okay, on a you know on that scale of one to ten, and Christina says I just need to get my business off the ground, or Scott says trying to get traction. I'm a newbie, so rate yourself like where are you at, like on that process of getting that started, like getting traction going on a scale of one to ten. Where is that at? Like, it just adjust the question a little bit for yourself, and so. Now, now we go to the thinking through of this. So if I, you know, let's say this, for example, I, you know, on that scale of one to 10, I rated myself a six. I'm just going to use six for the example. So if I rated myself a six out of 10. Now. It's my job to use my brain and start thinking, and this is why you you know you plan out specifically some time to focus on on thinking through this. So, if I'm at a scale of six out of ten right now, and in my business, like let's just say, um, let let's just say I'm gonna I'm gonna grab, uh, you know this example, just so I can give like some tactical things. So say I'm at a six out of 10 and I'm, you know, the reason I'm feeling this is because I'm getting some deals, but I don't really know uh, how to create consistency in my business. I, you know, so that's one of my issues. So it's, you start to think, okay, well, why am I not a 10? So this is, this is part of the next step. So if you've rated yourself on that scale of one to 10, you're a six, you're a five, you're a one, you're a two whatever that is and now what is the gap between what you rated yourself and a 10 and part of this is you need to know what is what does a 10 look like for you in your business not someone's business that you're you know seeing on YouTube not mine and Pace's business unless you want your business to be like mine and Pace's then cool that's that's fine but what your Version of a 10 would be for you because for some people that's going to be doing, you know, 50 fix and flips a year for others it, others. It may be I want to own four Airbnbs that cash flow two grand a month so I could net $8,000 a month, which is a 100 grand a year and I could quit my W2 job that I'm making 60 grand a year out and have freedom right? So like, this is what we're talking about. So what you need to know is what does a 10 look like for yourself? So again, we're looking at, okay, what, what number am I at now? I'm looking at, so what does a 10 look like for myself in my business? So if I know that, you know, this, <clears throat> what my, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, Maggie's saying a, a 10 learning could be a six later. So for that's typically how it happens for us. I'm like, this would be a 10. And then I get there and I'm like, ah, I feel like I'm at a six because now I want to be here. Right. So it's like, you know, kind of the, the post is always moving a little bit because we're beings of want of, you know, progression. Like we want to continue to progress. We're not static beings where we just want to stay in the same place our whole lives. So. So let's, you know, looking at this, this 10, Um, so if you want to be at that 10, you know, what 10 looks like. So, you know, for you personally, what that 10 looks like now, what's the gap? What is the distance between where I am and that 10? So let's go through, um, let's go through that example and I'll, I'll just, I'll just throw like a random one on you guys. So say I'm a six out of 10 and I'm, you know, and my problem is I, uh, I have a goal of let's say wholesaling, I don't know, four to five deals a month. And on average, those deals are, you know, I'm assigning those for uh, $10,000 a piece. So I want to be wholesaling 40 to $50,000 uh, a month. And that's my target. That for, for my example is what a 10 looks like. So I know that that's my version of a 10 and let's say I rated myself a six because I'm consistently doing two deals a month right now for the example. And so if I'm doing 20,000, let's just say I'm doing 20,000 a month, you know, consistently now. So now I can start dissecting and identifying what is it that's causing me to not be able to currently right now. Do those four to five deals a month, so that forty to fifty thousand dollars a month in revenue. so let's start dissecting the business. So if I know, for example in in this case um, in, in this in this example, that I'm doing two deals a month. And I need to start just diagnosing what's going on in my business. So, so let's let's start working. Let's work start working back on this. So, um, and shout out to Sam saying uh, saying, can we appreciate how crispy Cody's camera is? That's shout out to uh, it is it is a Black Magic. It is. <laughs> um, but uh, that that was uh you know shout out to our our media team um Eric Eric Ballman for helping me uh get get set up here. I don't even know how to work it. It's just set and, and going. But back back on back on track here. So let's say if, let's, you know, going back to that, I'm doing two deals a month. My goal is to get to four deals a month. I'm going back to my business and I'm gonna like I'm I'm popping my hypothetical hood to see what's going on. So I open up the hood of my business and I see, well, if I'm doing two transactions a month right now. And out of those two, I'm generating 20,000. I need to double the efforts that I'm doing right now. And so let's say I don't care about what the lead source is. Let's just We're just using examples because each of you on here may be doing something different. But let's say it's cold calling or let's say it's texting and I'm you know, generating, um, let's just use this as, again, these are all hypothetical examples let's say i'm generating 50 or uh, 100 leads a month right now in my business from texting and cold calling let's just again use that for the example so i'm generating 100 leads a month out of those 100 leads i am generating two contracts that close escrow and generate $20,000 in revenue so I should be able to look at that and say, okay, so if it takes me every month 100 leads to get two deals that close and brings in 20,000 a month in revenue, we should be able to look at that and say, well, the, the probable solution or the next maybe appropriate action is I need to generate 200 leads a month. So I need to be generating 200 leads a month Minimum two hundred to two hundred and fifty leads a month to generate those four contracts that close escrow that close escrow that you know one two three four forty thousand plus you know forty to fifty thousand a month in revenue for me to be able to hit that target so it like Sam Singh is saying it's it's knowing industry standard metrics and reverse engineering so so we look at um we look at this and we say, okay, if I need to go from you know two contracts to four contracts, let's look at all of the things that have to happen for that to be true. Because we need to know what has to be true for our results to change. So if we know that currently the gap between a six and a 10 is just doing two to three more contracts on a monthly basis, what I'm going to do is change my input. So if I'm spending X amount of dollars on marketing, or um, you know, what, whatever form of marketing that I'm doing, I need to uh, double essentially that spend to, with a target of doubling the amount of leads that are coming in, so I can get to that target. So that's that's one of the levers that I pull. So I'm gonna pull my lever. I'm pulling my imaginary lever of the ad spend, I'm going to increase the amount of money that I'm spending on the marketing that I'm doing because I have proof of concept. I'm getting two deals a month from it. My goal is to go to four to five. So I'm going to pull that lever and then I'm going to start looking at other things in my business, because I wanna I wanna make sure that you know yeah I checked the hood, but did I make sure all my tires were inflated on the car? Did I make sure that you know they I I you know I didn't make sure my engine's good, but I have a flat tire on the back you know left of my car, so I'm not really gonna get anywhere, or I'm not gonna be able to um, make a change. And that you know uh, I guess example of a flat tire could be the actions that are being taken to work those leads, like calling those leads that you're generating. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, the only one that's calling them and I only have enough time in the day to be able to work a hundred leads a month. So my second lever that I might need to pull Is I need to, maybe I need to squat up or get a battle buddy that's helping me work those under other hundred leads, pulling that lever of having someone help work those leads, or maybe I need to hire somebody as a lead manager. Um, So again, these are, all of these things are coming from the initial question of on a scale of one to 10, where is my business? Okay. This is where I'm at. What is the gap between where I am and where I'm going? and what are all of the potential solutions and the things that I could do that I think would get me to a 10 which is again in this example four you know four to five contracts a month so when i'm looking at this um and i see that and i'm like okay so the, and for the, for those that are on here and, and you're like well i'm not spending any money on marketing or i'm i'm not doing that sort of stuff you know i i don't really know you just need to track different actions. Like, so say if you're you're somebody on here and you're like, I've never done a deal before. Um, I, I, I just want to get my first deal. Like for me, that would be a 10 because like getting a deal done would be like proof of concept. I would, you know, my belief lid would be raised that I can do this business. Cause if you could do one, you could do 10. If you could do 10, you could do a hundred. If you could do hundred, you could do a thousand, you know, so it's like, you have to get your belief lid raised maybe. So maybe for you, If you're new and starting off, you need to pick up something that is doing the inputs that are going to get you to that next level, which those inputs could be something like this. Um, Say if you don't have a bunch of money to go spend, but you could do something like drive for dollars, you could say, hey, uh, I'm going to drive for dollars four days a week. And on those four days of the week, I'm going to add... You know, 40 to 50 properties each of those days to my list. And then when I'm home, I'm going to cold call those people myself and I'm going to text them and I'm going to door knock, you know, wherever the mailing address is to those people and just start generating activity. Because if you don't know what your metrics need to be, you need to start taking action and start tracking the activity that you're actually doing. Because a lot of times what I find when I talk with people is they're grossly underestimating the amount of action that it actually takes to get a deal done. Like I'll talk to someone. I'm like, okay, well, you know, how many calls are you making a day? I'm making a lot of calls, Cody. I'm making a lot of calls. Like you couldn't believe how many calls I'm making. I'm like, uh, I, I don't have to not believe it. Just tell me how many calls you're making. Well, I don't really know, but I know it's a lot. Okay. Could you imagine like going into like uh, a a McDonald's like franchise, like say that you're the owner of a McDonald's franchise and you went in there and you went and sat down with your manager uh, of your store and uh, you know, the, you, you ask your manager, Hey, you know, Hey, Steve, how many cheeseburgers are we selling every day? What are, what is that looking like? I have to tell you, Cody, we are selling a lot of cheeseburgers. We're selling a lot of cheeseburgers. Okay, that's great. Well, how many, how many cheeseburgers is that, dude? I mean, we are so busy all day selling cheeseburgers that it's it's a lot of cheeseburgers. Like that. That's what people do. <laughs> Sam thing says we sold a lot of McChickens. That's what you're doing when you when 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 I ask you that or if you can't answer that for yourself of how many calls you're doing, if that's like the metric for you getting your business going or how many outreaches to real estate agents. If you're making offers to agents or you're doing text marketing or you're doing direct mail and you're sitting there saying that, uh, you know my business is, I'm taking my business serious, but, you know, I'm not tracking what I'm actually doing. That's essentially what you're doing. So next time you're you're sitting there, um, you know, next time you're sitting there and you're like, you know, I'm really working hard. You know, the, the way to gut check yourself is track it. And here's the easy, Here's an easy way to do it, because a lot of people they're like, "Well, I don't have a fancy CRM. I'm on. I'm balling on a budget right now, and I don't have all the tools and resources." Here's the secret to tracking. If you if you have a computer, uh, you can get a Gmail. You don't even have to pay for uh, Microsoft Office. Get a Gmail account. Go into Google Drive. Get a Google Sheets opened up in Google Drive. And if your input is, um, if your input is, I need to make 80 phone calls a day to get to what my target is going, to my targeted outcome, here's what you do. You go up to the top of the Google Sheet. You put in tomorrow's date, October 31st, you know, 1031. 1031. And then you put below that in the next column, you put calls made, you put in the column below that uh, contacts made. So it's like obviously if you make 80 calls, let's say you out of those 80 calls you make, you actually connect and have a conversation with 15 to 20 of those, which is typically what you should be shooting for if you made 80 calls is 15 to 20 meaningful conversations with homeowners. So you have your uh, the date, you have calls made. You have contacts, you know, conversations uh, that you had for that day. And then what you do, it's a magic thing. Then then you do November 1st. You go up there, you put November 1st, and then you put calls made, contacts, uh, contacts made for the day. And then if you want to get crazy with it, you could put another column that says offers made if you're making offers. And that's another metric you could track it's it's not um you don't want to overthink this guys you could just start with something as easy as that and it's free it's free so that that that's a, a good starting point you know is whatever input whatever action that you're doing in your business track what you're doing on a weekly basis because not only is it important for you to do this because you're going to be able to understand trends like trends that'll happen from this is like you, maybe you'll see every Wednesday, for some reason, when I make 80 calls, I'm connecting with 30 people on every Wednesday. For whatever reason, whatever's going on, it's a full moon or what, whatever that's going on at that time, you're connecting with 30 people every Wednesday. And you notice on Mondays, you're only connecting with 10. Maybe you put a different input on Mondays and you double down on Wednesdays to connect with even more people. Like these are things that that you do as a business owner. You 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 uh you test and then you you know course correct based on the results that come out of the efforts. But if you don't know what your efforts are, then you're not going to be able to know what you need to change. And that's where again going back to the simple, uh, the simple thing here of on a scale, you know, scale of one to 10, where am I at in my business? I'm at a, you know, three, a five, a six or whatever out of 10. What is the gap? What is the difference between being where I am and where I need to be? It's a, it's figuring out what your inputs need to be and what, what those actions need to be. And spoiler alert, if you don't know what the inputs need to be, you're like, Cody, I don't even, who am I supposed to freaking call? Like, who am I calling? Who, like, what, what am I, what you talked about driving for dollars. Like, what does that mean? Like you, and you're just, you don't know some of these things that I'm talking about. You need to find a battle buddy or somebody to squat up with somebody that's doing business that can, you know, that, that maybe isn't a local market to you. And there's tons of people that you could find, um, in, in the Facebook group. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll post this in the, uh, in the chat here, but for those that are listening in, or maybe somebody's listening into this, you know, later um, in in the recorded version, you could go on Facebook and type in "creative finance with Pace Morby," and you'll be able to find this Facebook group. And there's a lot of great resources. Our team is in there. You know, if you if you introduce yourself and you say, "Hey, I am in," uh, you know, DFW, or I'm in Houston, or I'm in Orlando uh I'm new to the business this is this is who I am this is my background this is what my goal is this is what I want to accomplish and you go in there and you you introduce yourself and you say hey maybe you want to connect with uh you know some of pace's sub2 students there's a lot of great students that pace coaches that are successful And there's other people in the group too that may not be students that are also successful that you can connect with. But like you got to put yourself out there because if you are sitting there as somebody that's like, I'm a one out of 10 and I don't even know where to start, you need to find some people that you can just get around that are doing deals. Here's my warning though. Make sure they're doing deals. There's nothing worse than... You already being at a one out of 10, trying to get to yourself to a 10 out of 10, then going and surrounding yourself by a bunch of other people that are at one out of 10. And they're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing either. Let's just all get together and not know what the hell we're doing all together, but be excited about it. Like, that's cool. Like, I i am I am of the opinion that you should spend like it's almost I don't want to say these exact percentages because it's a little bit weighted on this, but maybe, you know, just for the example, like just for some thoughts to, you know, come out of this is spending 33% of your time with people above you, not meaning like they're better than you, but like they have mastered a skill in something that you're wanting to achieve in that in whatever area. So like for me, for example, like I want to spend 33% of my time with people that are better than me, meaning like, in any area. So like if I'm working on my fitness, like I want to spend time with my personal trainer cuz he's going to be trying to get me in shape and you know stay on me with my diet and that and then if I'm if I'm trying to better a certain part of my business or I'm trying to get better at Um, you know, marketing, or I'm trying to get better at um, an operational procedure, and I know someone that's really good at that. Like, I'm gonna, you know, get in touch with them and see how I can bring value to them, so I could also learn on that thing because they're better than me on that. Then, you know, 33% of the time with like people that are like in similar grounds is my, you know, yourself of myself that are pushing towards similar objectives. um, Is you know another group of people you spend time with. And then the, uh, the, the lowest, uh, you know, tier is spending time with people that are less successful than you. And I don't want to make, I don't want that to come off in like a wrong way or like sound malicious or, you know, mean or anything like that. Like I, I more so mean that is like, Because you're like you have taken the time and you've became good at something or you've became skillful or talented at something, whether it's making money, whether it's, you know, um, decorations or maybe it's managing money or maybe it's, you know, your health, like you're in great shape and like you could help someone, you know, get in better shape. That's like overweight. Like those are things that you can help somebody with. It's like it's your duty and responsibility, in my opinion, to, you know, get give a hand down to somebody that may be not as successful as you in an area and to grab their hand and pull them up. And so that's where I believe that you should spend some time with people that aren't where you are. Um, and, and why that is important. Like you say, people say it's like, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, which that's super true. And so like that, that core group of five is critically important. But then like when you're venturing off outside of that group, this is where you want to spend some of that time is finding people that you can reach for and try to be like finding people that like are running and gunning in similar spots, but they're striving forward and like, they're like a battle buddy to strive forward with. Um, and then people that are less, you know, I don't want to say less than, but like less than in that particular area that then you are so that you can help them, you know, lift them up to where you are. Dougie says, learn, teach, serve. That's it. Like, that's 100%. Um, that's, you know, that's really super, super critical. see in some of the, the comments here. Yep. Javier says, that's what I need to do surround myself with higher level people. It's very interesting. You start thinking of the people you hang out with, that's a big one. If everyone you're hanging out with in in your, in real estate business, or even worse worse off if if everyone you're hanging around has no interest in real estate doesn't support what you're doing in your business and they think it's a stupid idea, that's that's you know you're setting yourself up for failure. So I look at okay, of the five people I'm spending time with, what does my health look like compared to theirs? What is my uh what is my fine, you know, what do my finances look like compared to theirs? You know, what is my relationship like with my, you know, friendships or like relationship with family, like how I treat my family and like my morals, my ethics and values? You know, what is mine like compared to those in my circle? Right? Like you start looking at these different things. Um, and and you're you're going to, you know, just essentially by association, start morphing into those people around you. So you have to, as you know, maybe one of those things in your gap of what's causing you to not be at a 10 is the people that you're associating with. Because if everyone around you is, you know, making 40 grand a year, and you're talking about in this last example, making 40 grand a month, that's not, they're not going to be able to fathom that guys. Like they're, they're not like, they're not going to be able to understand like that. Like the, the brain is their brains literally are going to melt. Like you talk to somebody about making 40 grand, you know, a year, you know, they're making 40 grand a year and you're like trying to make 40 grand a month. And it's like, then you get into other conversations and it's like yeah no we're doing like 400 grand a month or 525,000 last month or da 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 you know it's like you, then you start getting into those higher level conversations so that's uh you know those are those are the things just you know gut check guys who are you spending your time with what's that look like what are they what are the people you're spending time with doing like Last night, you know, I I went, um, you know, with my girlfriend, and we went and celebrated. Like literally, I haven't been to a club in three years, and like we went to a club last night. Like this is like, entirely outside of my dynamic of who I am as a person. But we we you know we we did that, and you know we had some friends in town that we were meeting up with, and you know I have a buddy that you know he has a roofing siding and windows business that you know it's he he owns, and it'll do eight million dollars this year so like yeah like you know we're going out clubbing and you know hanging out and like doing stuff but it's like that's one of the people that I'm hanging out with. And like, we're having conversations about onboarding and processes and challenges that we're having in, in my business. And I'm asking him about what he's doing. And he's asking me about what I'm doing. We're exchanging contacts for consultants and, you know, websites that we found to help with certain, you know, certain apps or technology. Like that's, you know, that's, those are the types of conversations I want to be having. That that's it. So uh, somebody did ask. I thank you for asking this too. Somebody was asking, where is this at? Uh, about okay, Samuel. Thank you, Samuel. How does your smart week compare to your smart day? So smart week is really just like a longer version. Um, what I'm gonna do? I'll I'll post it because there's, I don't have enough time to give it the time of day to uh just on sunday service to go through this so in depth i've updated this a little bit since i've done this video but really not not too much um so i'll post this video i'm about 30 pounds lighter in this because i was vegan during the filming of this original video so if you're looking at this and you're like cody oh my gosh what happened I I actually have gained some some weight and muscle so there's um there's that but I just posted it in the comment section um and if you're listening to this on the recording you can go on YouTube and type in Cody Barton Smart Week and the name of the video is how to be more organized and productive and I go through step by step the process um of smart day and smart week. so that's what uh, that's what I would recommend just for for you know there cause Samuel, I smart week is a little bit more in depth of a version of this, and I just I don't want to you know spend another like thirty minutes going through each piece because i I just don't think it'll be you know super beneficial. um but I, there there is that to be able to go and check out after. Sam, you're saying, "Dude, I know you look jacked. I got a little I got a little bit too much of a, of a, of a tummy though right now. I'm not not really stoked about that, you know, being transparent. I I uh I was eating to bulk during this period. I did a marathon at the beginning of this year, and I wasn't doing any weights and so obviously doing a marathon and then just being vegan before that, running a lot, not eating a lot, super skinny, started eating meat again." started, you know, working out again, body was out of whack. So gain, gain some good muscle, but you know, a little, little bit, um, more of a belly than I'd prefer right now, but I'm aware of that. And I know what a 10 looks like for what I want to be at. And you know, that's, that's the target I'm working on with my personal trainer right now and, uh, and the diet. So Julie says, get off the sugar. Oh, I, that's like my, that's my kryptonite is sugar. <laughs> That's the, uh, that's the challenge. Some people said they didn't see the the post of the YouTube link. I just posted it again. Um, again, you could you know save it in your notes to just go to my YouTube. Type in Cody Barton, how to be more organized and productive. I go through that. Um, Julie says says the sugar addict. I'm significantly better than than where I used to be with it, but uh, sugar is crack. Like anybody anybody that uh, has tried to quit sugar it's basically crack is is my my experience with that <laughs> so awesome well guys just just kind of recapping whenever whenever you're feeling stuck or you feel you feel chaos um or you know you're kind of feeling that you know happening in your life really really what it comes down to is taking
1: the time to like Take a step
0: back, Um, you know, take a step back and have some think time with yourself and go through these questions like just some other questions that you could be asking yourself because, again, great questions get you even greater answers. The more thoughtful you are with the questions that you ask, the higher level of impact the results you're going to have in your life and in your business so, you know, other questions that I'll start to go through. And this is, these are things that I do with my team. Like, okay, guys, like, you know, literally just thinking of a conversation I was having with the, uh, one, of the, one of the guys on our team on Friday, you know, he came to me with a problem and I'm like, okay, so that's great. Um, so what's the solution that you came up with? Um, well, I'm not really sure. Okay, so who, who has the solution to this answer that we're looking to solve right now? Um, well, I think it would be like this person, like this, this is how I go prob- through problem solving in my brain. It's, I don't know the answer to a problem. If you don't know the answer to the problem. You start you need to start training yourself to go through questions to solicit answers that you're looking for instead of getting to a wall where you're, you know, this this hypothetical wall that you're running into that's preventing you from being able to achieve the thing you want to achieve. You need to just be able to train yourself to ask questions to get you the answer that you need to then get to the result. So if I if I don't know the answer to something. Um, here, perfect example. And some of it means maybe it's you have to spend um maybe it's you have to spend uh, some money to 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 find the um you know find somebody that has the answer. ooh, this is actually Sandra says uh, don't present problems without a recommended solution any you know if anyone on the team that's you know reports to me like that's that's a big heavy thing for me. I mean I'm always telling our team like first thing. My job as your leader, I'm not your boss, my job as your leader and your coach is not to solve your problem. My job is to solicit you with questions if you don't know the answer to the problem for you to be able to ask yourself better questions in the future, future to get better answers so that you can solve the problem on your own. But it is not my job to solve your problem. So that's, that's, I mean, that's just, you know, on the side of leadership and coaching is just, that's, that's my job as a coach and as a leader is to teach someone to be able to solve their own problems. We're not trying to give out fish. We're trying to teach someone to fish. Um, totally freaking went off a squirrel on that topic, (laughs) but Chuck, yeah, better questions. So if I if I'm going to go and if I'm trying to resolve something um and I you know I'm I'm you know I'll I'll be transparent with with uh with you guys on here um we have one company we have a few different companies but we have one company that um I feel has kind of tapered you know and kind of just stayed kind of stagnant around um you know around the 8 million a year mark and where no one's gonna feel bad for you when you say that, because they're like, "Oh, wow, it, yeah, I feel so bad for you." You have one of your companies is stuck at that mark. So, this is how I'll go about solving that because I felt stuck. I'm like, I feel stuck. Like, I the the information that I have access to currently is not giving me the answers to the inf- to the things that I need to for us to be able to propel to go to that next level. So, that is something that. Um, that is something that I was, you know, looking at, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out how to get unstuck. So what I, um, you know, what I did in this situation is I'm like, okay, well our business, you know, this particular business, I'm like, well, it's stuck at this revenue range. So what I need to do is figure out, okay, how, how can I get, what are some potential ways of getting unstuck? And so like, as I was going through, like, what are the things that I could do? And then one of those things was I could actually go and pay to go to an event or I can go to a a conference where I can learn, you know, where other businesses have been in similar points and are getting taught how to work through this. So one of the things that I did was went to, um, you know, this was like three, four weeks ago. It's not even that long ago. I went to a 10 X 360 event, which is, uh, Cardone ventures puts on this event. It's between, um, Grant Cardone, Brandon Dawson, his business partner. And so they put on this event. And so essentially what they do is they help, you know, they only let companies in that are doing over a million a year. Um, and you know, this, this, uh, This conference, the whole thing was all around like, okay, if you're, you know, if you're over a million a year and that you're you're at these different revenue ranges and you're stuck, you know, teaching and, you know, having lots of Q&A and, you know, working through things in your business. And it gave me insights on how I know now I'm going to be able to implement things that's going to allow us to get unstuck. And those things are already now in the works of being implemented. So sometimes if you don't have the answer to the thing, you have to pay to go find the answer. If you don't know the answer, you have to find either maybe somebody to squat up or be a battle buddy with that could be free. Maybe you have to join some sort of coaching or education to shortcut yourself there. You know, because you could do all the stuff in this business, you can learn on your own and you don't need to pay for education. But it's kind of like, you know, if you go to Disneyland and like you pay for a fast pass and you get to go on the ride, you went on the ride three times while the person that didn't pay for a fast pass only went on it one time. It's like you both got to go on the ride. It's just one of you got to do it three times. Another one only got it one time. So it's like you get a quicker quicker way to having that experience happen faster um, when you pay for for mentorship. So, you know, that's, you know, from free, from battle buddies to, you know, finding some mentors that you can exchange value with, maybe bringing them deals to then, you know, actual paid mentorships. Like that's, those are the things that you look at to get unstuck. Like if you know the things you need to do and you just need to take the time to sit down and work through them, do that. But if you don't, like those are some things that you can do to speed it up. Yeah, Kyle said pay for other people's mistakes, shorten your learning curve. You know, like there's so many freaking things that uh I've screwed up on, PACE's screwed up on, like we've like, oh my gosh, like so many things. And so, you know, we we pay for mentors, like pace is in like three different masterminds. I'm in like uh a a weekly workshop group for the next six months. And then I'm in three other masterminds that meet, you know, between one to three times a year each that I'm paying these different mentors and trainers and coaches to like help me become a better person. I'm paying for a personal trainer. Like you find these things, you know, because I need those people to be able to help me get to where I want to go faster. Again, like you can do all the things, uh, those people are going to help you with, but they just help you get there a little bit faster. So, let's see. Sam says, "I'm spending 60k over the next four months to elevate my business and circle." That's also a a thing as well. Like you know, uh, paying to get in the room, right? Like you pay to go to a mastermind to get, you know, uh, get around people and build you know, a network with higher level people, you know, for those of you that may be sitting there and you're like my five friends that I spend the most time with are bums. Maybe you need to get into a paid community where you can actually have, you know, uh, other people that paid to get into that community as well that are on the same path as you and to find new, new people to, to work with. So just my two cents, everybody. Um, Steven is saying talking grouping up and all doesn't help today tomorrow is a different situation than what we're answering. I don't know what that is. I don't I don't understand exactly the question. Yeah, Joel says biggest ROI is on investing in yourself 100%. Julie says I need proximity. I live in the sticks. Have you considered moving? Have you considered moving out of the sticks and moving into uh, an area with more people? You don't have to but You're not a tree. You don't have to stay there. You can move. This is funny. So, um, Stephen Torkington, I'm going to just delete you because you're annoying me. And this is my podcast, so I can do that. Stop talking community. Start talking your deals. That's hilarious. So, I'm going to delete you. Sorry, but if you annoy me or Pace on here and want us to change our flow because you are more important than the 500 other people listening right now, you don't have to be here. Anyway.
1: That's funny. Um,
0: cool. <laughs> no negativity here, guys. Um, we do this because we want to help people. We want people to be better. And, you know, again, we're going to talk on the topic that we're talking on for that for that day. And if the topic does not fit for what you want to listen to, don't join in on the topic. That's fine. You know, we understand that like sometimes we're going to have topics that maybe this is super relevant to you tonight. And you're like, man, Cody, thank you so much. Like this hit me, like hit me and and, and I'm going to implement, you know, I'm going to go watch like the smart day, smart week video. I'm going to, you know, work on, you know, getting myself more organized and focused and, you know, getting my my head straight, um, you know that maybe that, maybe that was super helpful for you. And, or you might be here and you're like, you know, tonight wasn't the thing. But again, we talk about, you know, we, we break down deals on Sunday service. We, we bring on guests on different Sunday services to do different Q&A sections. Like we do something different all the time on Sunday service, but it's all around and geared towards becoming a more successful person, a more successful business owner. And generally, obviously, all of that centers around the real estate industry. And so that, that's what we're here to do.
1: Um, I'm going to grab a couple
0: questions here. Uh, yeah, Ruben said, there's so much research out there that you don't have to pay for everything sometimes. You could find better stuff that you don't have to pay for. Um, I'm a little confused on that. You can find stuff for free. You can pay to also find the stuff a little bit faster. Yes, agreed on that. see travis i appreciate you beyond compare i listened to what you said for me and my partner holly and we're moving to grow love that love hearing that i love hearing the wins it makes me so happy you know this gives me and pace a lot of emotional income seeing um seeing you guys improve and get to another level Lynn says, this is my first time joining Sunday service and the information you shared is so valuable, which has made me rethink my business and why it's not at the level required to build my empire. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. If, uh, you know, Lynn, I I would definitely, you know, recommend connecting, you know, people that are, that, that are in the comments, uh, you know, what we stream this just so everybody knows that's listening live. We stream this between my YouTube channel, Pace's YouTube channel, and then two different Facebook profiles and groups so you may be on a different platform listening into this but if you make your way to the creative finance with pace morby facebook group i would highly recommend getting in there you know especially for people um you know especially for people like yourself lynn that you're like you know just getting the the ball rolling like you want to get around a community and so You know, that's where, especially when people are, you know, hate on like the value of community. Community is what everything keeps everything going. What is the point of this world if, like, you know, you make all the money, but like you just had to be by yourself all the time? You didn't have any good friends or business partners to share the joy and successes and wins in, or, you know, have battle buddies to go through those trials and tribulations and those struggles, right? Robert said, how negative of a person you could be that you actually offend Cody. I'm not really offended, just slightly uh, annoyed for like half of a second, and I just want to keep the uh, community good. Oh, yeah, Natalie. Guys, don't forget to hit the like button. Reciprocate. And, guys, if you're not following me on YouTube and like – cause. I go on my YouTube and I think there's like 15 or 20 people watching this from my YouTube and then like the other 400 something are watching from Pace's YouTube. Go subscribe to your boy. Like I'm going to give myself a shameless plug. Like go to my YouTube channel and subscribe there. I put out some good stuff. Or if I don't comments on it, be like, dude, Cody, your stuff sucks. Like that's fine too. Like I'm open. I'm open for feedback. I want to be better. All right. I'm just seeing these last couple of comments here and we're probably going to wrap for the evening. Here here's a good one. I'm just going to take this question. It's a little off topic, but I think just relevant cuz I saw a couple uh, comments on this. But Joel is saying, what are your thoughts on adjusting ARVs 20 to 30% down because of the market's trending. So, and then somebody else had, had recently asked, you know, uh, is flipping still good in this market? So, what i would say to that is you definitely want to look at um the trend that's happening in whatever market you're doing deals in every state's going to be different uh, you know inventory is going to be growing at different levels at different price ranges and different markets so like take this with a grain of salt meaning like you need to then go and look in your market don't just take a blanket statement from me on this but what we're doing is on any flips that we are are purchasing. And we're not purchasing very many flips right now. Like we're being super conservative. So like any new flips that we're going to take down, we're going to underwrite it as ARV is anywhere from 7 to 10% under what it currently is today. Because if we're gonna go, have to close on this property, we're gonna have to spend a few months with you know and everybody. Obviously, inflation, construction costs have went up a bunch. Um, we're gonna have to go and spend all that money, time, effort. Interest rates have continued to go up. We're gonna underwrite it more conservatively. So we're gonna we're gonna assume for you know anywhere from as low as five percent up to ten percent under what the ARV is, and we're going to assume that um, we're gonna be doubling the amount of days that it's typically taking in the neighborhood. So if it's average homes in the neighborhood are taking 30 days to sell, we're going to assume it's going to take us, you know, 60 days to sell once we list it and we're going to be selling it for, you know, five to 10% under. Um, that's if we're taking down the deal on our, on our own. So we're just, you know, being a little bit more conservative. Flips still can work. You just have to be careful. You don't want to catch a falling knife with just looking at what are the numbers three to six months ago. I'm looking at what's happening in the last 30 days days of new active listings in the neighborhood the last 60 days like what it what is stuff you know closing at you know what is it listing at and closing at in the area that i'm going to be buying this at so i could start looking at what those trends are and then i'm being super conservative so i can be you know careful on my numbers
1: Ooh,
0: let me I'm gonna grab this this question from Travis. Travis says, "Cody, what is the biggest struggle you and Pace um, are facing in your business?" And I also saw Sam said I subbed to Cody before I ever did to Pace. Shout out, shout out to Sam. Some of my OGs out here just <laughs> appreciate it. Oh, I love it. Um, Jasper saying you need to put out more vids, Cody. I will. I'm working on it. I just realized guys like I'm like the operations for our company, so I am so into the management of people between our companies and like like operational strategy, efficiency, you know, high level putting out fires, driving things forward. Like there's a lot of things that I have to do every day, so I can't I don't always get to the content, but I uh I am consistently getting it out. Uh, seeing okay, so Travis's question: What is your biggest struggle you and Pace are facing in your business? So, I would say the biggest struggle that we're facing in our business right now. People. Um, just when when we're recruiting new people, just having a really good strong pipeline of new talent to hire at our companies. You know, between between we have a few different companies together. Um, We have a lot of great people, so I don't I don't mean that we don't have great people at our companies now because we do, but consistently hiring great people and faster like it takes us like it could take us up to 60 days sometimes to find like a little bit higher level role, maybe even 90 if it's a really high level role where that person needs to be able to come in and make a big difference like that recruiting effort. We have a full time recruiter that works in our office, but, you know, being able to find really high level people um, is and getting them into the business faster, um, I would say that's, that's probably our biggest challenge right now. Um, We have, I mean, obviously tons of little challenges here and there are opportunities or I'll call them character building um, opportunities. So, but that, but that, that's definitely one of them is, you know, having a good pipeline of uh, awesome people that want to come work for our companies.
1: Travis. Travis was hammering that question. I saw that one in there a few times.
0: <laughs> uh I just I'm gonna take a take this one too, because I think this is super relevant right now. Josh is saying, do you suggest staying in the median price point as well? Everyone's gonna have a little bit different strategy pace in my strategy has always been median price and below. So whatever median prices in your market are below is where we've always wanted to do business in because there's the most amount of buyers for that inventory. It's going to be able to sell typically the fastest because again, you have a bigger pool of people looking for that product. There's more people that can afford it. There's more people swimming around in that buyer pool. So for us, that's where we like to stay. You can make some bigger rips on fix and flips if you're, you know say double the median in your market which is fine but that's just never been mine and pace's business model we just don't care like we're we're fine to just have the you know consistent base hits and like occasional home runs on like just really deep deals that we'll get but we're we're definitely i mean before interest rates started going up we've always been always about the median All right. I'm going to grab one more question and we are going to wrap. Here we go. This is the one. Jose, you are the one. Are you underwriting based on ARV of last three months or some other time period? So if it's going to be a fix and flip, I'm looking back at the last three months of things that have closed, but I am also going to look back, you know, more heavily at the last 30 days, like I'm looking at seeing if I could only look at the last 30 days and have enough information to go off of. And then 60 days, worst case, or even more worst case, 90 days. And then whatever kind of the average is that I'm seeing between that period, if it's days on market um, for a fix and flip, I'm just going to double it because I'm conservative. I want worst case scenario. Like what if it takes me way longer than it took for that house to sell? I'm going to double the amount of time that it's going to take to sell, and then typically, then based on the neighborhood as well, I'm going to uh, reduce the ARV anywhere from five to ten percent, and that's what I'm going to go off it as. So if it's the you know the median, it's at four fifty, I'm going to assume that you know when we fix it everything up, like it's going to sell at uh, you know four hundred, and you know that's that's what I'm going to be looking at. So. Uh, the yeah, we're and we're actually doing that right now. We bought a deal for 315000 um a couple months ago that we're flipping. And when we're all said and done, we'll probably be into it for about 360, 365, 370, worst case. And when we first bought it, ARV was 525, and now ARV on that house is more like 485. So we've already seen on that one you know a decent percentage off the off the price and so by the time we list it cuz we still have another month of construction you know it could even be as low as 465 to 470 but again, like I did that buffer of, I already assumed that it was probably going to sell for five to 10% under 525. And if it did, would I, would we still be profitable on the deal? Um, so, so that's, that's what I'm doing. And I'm not saying that that's like a perfect science because every market could be a little bit different. If you're seeing prices dropping faster every 30 days in, in a particular part of town, go off of that number, but just general rule of thumb, that's what we've been looking at. All righty. So, Sunday service everybody. It's been fun. It's been real and it's been real fun. So, I will um I will finish on this question from Michael saying, "Are you wearing shoes tonight?" I am wearing slippers because it is a frigid Arizona winter and it is now in the 60s at night here. So, it is cold and that's that. So, <laughs> Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy Halloween Um, for everybody that's going to be celebrating tomorrow. Be safe. Get out there this week. Take action. Take time to think strategically. Sharpen the axe before you start chopping the tree. Squat up with some folks. And above all, take massive action this week. So it's been awesome, everybody. Have a good rest of your night. And we'll see y'all next Sunday.